everyone, and welcome to today's episode of the Days On Digest. I'm April Dyer, a liaison clinical pharmacist with Days On, and I will be your host for today's episode. The title of this episode is Source-Specific Sepsis Order Sets Lead to Improved Empiric Therapy in the ED. Today's article is entitled, Evaluating the Impact of Source-Specific Order Sets for Sepsis on Empiric Antibiotic Selection in the Emergency Department published in Open Forum Infectious Disease. This episode is being shared on January 5th, 2024. We are all familiar with the CMS core elements measures for sepsis and septic shock that were implemented in October, 2015. In the early years, empiric treatment for sepsis was limited by this measure, and many of our hospitals, as well as hospitals across the country, resorted for broad-spectrum therapies, such as IV vancomycin plus piperacillin and tazobactam for all patients with sepsis. Recent updates to the wording of the measure now require administration of broad-spectrum or other antibiotics and have allowed us to move to more source-specific order sets for patients who are present in the ED with sepsis. We have seen since the implementation of this measure that order sets can help hospitals meet the CMS sepsis core measures and serve as a tool to help standardize practice among prescribers. Studies have shown that a move to source-specific sepsis order sets can reduce the use of anisodomonal beta-lactam agents. This study was designed to assess the impact of source-specific order sets on appropriate empiric antibiotic choice in the ED for sepsis patients. I thought this would be an interesting article since many of our days on hospitals have moved towards source-specific order sets. In this study, the source-specific order sets were implemented in April 2022 at a 200-bed community hospital in Florida. The order set provided orderable antimicrobial agents based on agent source and also included relevant diagnostic tests, such as MRSA nasal swabs. These sets replaced a general sepsis order set that contained broad-spectrum antimicrobial agents for sepsis. The use of the new order set at the site was encouraged, but never mandated during the study period. Providers were educated on these new order sets, and the IRB approved this study. A retrospective cohort study of patients who received antibiotics for the indication of sepsis was conducted. For the study, time zero was documentation of severe sepsis by a physician, physician assistant, or nurse practitioner, regardless of whether or not the patient met systemic inflammatory response syndrome or SARS criteria, or clinical criteria including meeting two or more SARS criteria that are not caused by a documented chronic condition or new onset organ dysfunction. So there were three ways, find that time zero. Patients who are 18 years of age or older and treated for sepsis or septic shock with a time zero for antibiotic administration in the ED between October 2021 and March 2022 were eligible for the pre-implementation phase of the study. April 22 was a washout period, and May through October 2022 was the enrollment for the post-implementation. Exclusion criteria were pregnancy, antibiotics being used on admission, or documented refusal of antibiotics by the patient. The study looked at a primary endpoint of appropriate empiric antibiotic therapy. Inappropriate therapy was defined as being either too broad or too narrow based on culture results and patient-specific factors available upon admission and at the time of retrospective evaluation. MRSA agent and antihistamonal agent appropriateness for bacterial pneumonia, urinary, intraabdominal, and intravascular catheter sources were based on risk factors outlined in previously published guidelines. 
ESBL coverage appropriateness was based on our seed of broad spectrum antibiotics in the past 90 days and non-colonization or infection with an ESBL producing organism within the past year. The study's secondary outpoints were antibiotic selection, use of MRSA nasal swabs, results to modify antibiotic therapy, order set utilization by suspected sepsis source, assessing the time of antibiotic ordering, processing, administration, discontinuation, ICU admissions, and hospital length of stay. The secondary outcome of 30-day all-cause mortality from the time of diagnosis was also selected based on CMS developing a community onset sepsis 30-day mortality electronic clinical quality measure. The study also looked at regulatory fallouts such as antibiotic selection, blood cultures, fluids, initial and repeat lactate, and vasopressor use. An 80% power could be achieved by enrolling 73 patients in each arm, calculated using a two-tailed hypothesis and a z-score of 1.96. Standard deviation was estimated at 0.5, alpha at 0.05, and effect size difference of 10%. A p-value set at 0.05 was used to evaluate statistical differences, and the Mann-Whitney U-test was used for comparisons between independent groups with continuous data. Chi-squared was used for nominal data to assess statistically significant differences. The study screened 286 patients and assigned 73 patients for inclusion into each group. Of the excluded patients, 106 had time zeros outside of the ED and 32 were admitted on antibiotics. Patients who were excluded due to a diagnosis outside of the ED were often transferred from different facilities or experienced hospital onset sepsis. In the post-implementation groups, the utilized orders by percentage of patients were 30% for bacterial pneumonia, 26% for unknown source, 11% for urinary source, 10% for intra-abdominal source, and 23% of patients received antibiotics outside of the sepsis order set. In the pre-implementation period, it's notable that 77% of patients received antibiotics outside of the order set. So this was a statistically significant improvement in order set uptake post-implementation. Antibiotic selection was deemed appropriate in 51% of the pre-implementation group patients as compared to 74% of the post-implementation group patients. A couple of drivers of suboptimal therapy were noted. In the post-implementation group, some patients grew ESBL producers who received ceftriaxone and had their therapies classified as too narrow. Coverage that was classified as too broad was more common when providers selected the unknown source category as opposed to a more definitive source-specific order set. There was not a difference among groups for patients who received coverage that was too broad or too narrow based on their allergy status among the pre- and post-implementation periods. One patient in the pre-implementation group received untimely antibiotic administration and was a fallout, and two patients in the post-implementation group were fallouts due to untimely blood cultures. We can see that in this hospital, the implementation of source-specific order sets improved empiric antibiotic selection for sepsis in the ED, as well as improved order set utilization by clinicians. Many of our days on hospitals have also adopted this strategy to attempt to avoid some unnecessary use of broad-spectrum agents, such as vancomycin, cefepime, and piperacillin-tazobactam. In this study, the hospital saw shifts to more ceftriaxone use, and they saw no changes in their mirapenem use. As we know, prescribing in the ED can impact inpatient antibiotic use as well. So this strategy, along with education, can be a helpful one to improve antibiotic use at your hospital. 
The hospital noted that adding MRSA nasal swabs to the order set to stop vancomycin for patients with pneumonia led to an increase in ordering for the tests, but did not have an impact on stopping vancomycin. However, it is notable that at the time of the study, these tests were already being used for this purpose fairly frequently within the hospital. Nonetheless, the team felt that building the testing into the order sets was a good way to increase laboratory stewardship. Antibiotic ordering was faster in the pre-implementation group than in the post-implementation group. However, there were no regulatory fallouts related to antibiotic timing in either group. The order set uptake did change workflow and the order processing for sepsis, which may account for these time differences. Limitations to the study include that it was a retrospective analysis and the challenges of assessing time zero for sepsis. Acute severity scores and specifications as to the SARS criteria were not collected. The reviewers had to rely on the electronic health record for information, which may have led to some inappropriate risk stratification. The authors also noted low mortality in the study, but had more patients with sepsis as opposed to severe sepsis, which should be considered when looking at the study's external validity. The use of sepsis order set was also not mandatory at this facility, which may alter some of the outcomes for patients. After the study, Source-specific order sets were implemented at 11 other hospitals within this health system. The authors plan a future study to evaluate sustainability and the impact of source-specific sepsis order sets on additional endpoints, such as antibiotic resistance and long-term antimicrobial use. I think this is a nice study that shows that site-specific order sets for sepsis can make a positive impact for your stewardship program. Since many of our hospitals are in the process of, or have already made this switch, it's nice to see data on the positive impact of these types of changes. Also, I think it's wise to incorporate diagnostic stewardship into order sets whenever possible, so we can improve our chances to de-escalate therapy. If your hospital has not already made this switch and is interested, please contact your Dazon Liaison Clinical Pharmacist and they can assist you. That is all for today's episode of the Dazon Digest. Thank you for tuning in.